Are you the type of fan that knows football so well you can choose any game and just basically call it? Or at least you think you can? Well, my bookie is the place for you because they let you turn all that sports knowledge into cash in your wallet. If you bet smart, bet with your head, no over it. It's fun. You can do it. And uh, it's a great hobby to have. As Mr. X says, it's the only hobby that pays you money when it goes well. Between football season, the NBA, and now the start of college basketball, it is time to get off the sidelines. Get in on the action with my bookie. If you're the kind of guy who likes to bet a little to win a lot, you can try parlays. So you can bet some big favorites of the week. Who doesn't love nailing a big underdog and saying, yeah, I had that team money line, winner, winner, chicken dinner. If you're going to bet this season, do the smart thing. Go to mybookie.ag because no one gives you more ways to win. If you're tired of watching the games on the couch, just flipping around going, this is boring, I don't care about it. Hey, have 10 bucks on it, 20 bucks, 100 bucks, whatever. Trust me, you're now interested. Your adrenaline is pumping. Your Saturday night is all right. If you join right now, mybookie will match your deposit halfway all the way up to $1,000. That means if you deposit two grand, you get an extra grand in free money to play with and put into action. Promo code is ZABE, Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo, to activate the offer. And once again, promo code ZABE to take advantage of MyBookie's generous sign-up offer. Go to MyBookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. Today on the Zabecast, Notorious J.A.Y. joins me. We talk chicken sandwiches, snitching, and the time a simple food violation at a radio station ended up in an HR debacle. Also, which sport is the most broken at the pro level? An arousing rendition of F that guy. Your 45 minutes of gloriously uncensored me is locked and loaded, so buckle up and let's go. Oh, here we go. Thursday, November 7, 2019. Thank you for downloading. We will get to Jay in no time at all today, but let me get this in first. Andy Morin, longtime listener, really smart guy, Zabe Vegas veteran, and Indianapolis-based Bengals fan. I know it's weird. Andy and Indy loves the Bengals. Don't ask me why. It's his deal. I think he might be from there. I forget his backstory, but whatever. He writes to... Let me start back up just a second. You heard uh, Dean Spanos, owner of the Chargers, angrily deny a report that said the Chargers were considering or at least exploring the notion, the thought of relocating to jolly old London. You sound like you're from London. (laughs) In fact, Spanos used expletives on more than one occasion in his rant to say this is bullshit, basically. Yes, here's the soundbite for you right now. They're coming, wiki wiki. Can you get some towels for me, please? I'm really losing a lot of blood. London. Yeah. I'm losing a lot of blood. You sound like you're from London. Yeah. I'm from London. Anyway, um, yeah, he was very angrily, he angrily denied it. It's not, the, it's not the craziest idea in the world. The Chargers not only are having opposing fans routinely overtake their tiny little soccer stadium, but they have apparently, according to reports, had a lot of trouble 
selling expensive PSLs and tickets when the new stadium is set to open next year that they share with the Rams. Okay, so with that as a backdrop, Andy in Indy, big Bengal fan, writes to say the following, the London Bengals. Zabe, I think everyone keeps overlooking the Bengals as the dark horse candidate to move to London. There's a lot of aspects to this, so hear me out. One, everyone locally hates the owner. Sound familiar? Uh, Yeah, it does. Number two, the team has a sustained history of very little success. Yes, I'm well aware. Number three, the team has grown very unpopular in recent years as they have gone from at least competitive but disappointing to downright bad. Yes, that sounds familiar. They have no likable stars. Yes, that sounds familiar. And finally, when Paul Brown Stadium was built, they negotiated an absolutely awful deal for the taxpayers of Hamilton County. It's important to note that all of these factors are coming together as the Bengals' original terrible lease is reaching expiration. It runs out in 2026. Hmm, that sounds familiar. Which really isn't that far away, and there's a lot of momentum building locally towards letting the team walk and relocate unless there is an extremely friendly renewal that can be signed in its place. Seven years seems like a reasonable time frame for the NFL to get serious about European expansion. To me, it all adds up. Andy and Indy, the Bengal fan. That's it's interesting. It's going to be an interesting period for a handful, a, a small number of teams. Obviously, the Redskins, the Redskins lease at FedEx comes up in 2027. I believe, and I'm predicting, the Redskins will not get a new stadium for quite some time. I'm not sure if I want to say that they'll never get one. I think it's 50-50 that Snyder never gets a new stadium because he's so toxic. No politician is going to want to get in bed with him and be seen as the person voting to give Dan Snyder a new stadium that is gorgeous, gleaming, and in theory, a moneymaker. Of course, people have to still come to it to make money, but that's a whole different story. I think it's very likely the Redskins will have to sign an extension of their lease at FedEx Dump beyond 2027 because tick, 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 it's almost 2020. They got nothing right now. They don't even have a preliminary agreement. All they have are some sketches that were leaked to me by a source that I was unimpressed with in terms of, hmm, there was that stadium that had a moat around it, a conceptual design that people say, oh, well, we were never going to build a stadium with a moat. That's, that was just a something to get some buzz, some sizzle. You know, That was the architect saying, well, we could theoretically put a moat around it. Oh, yeah? So you were never going to build a moat build a moat, but you mocked up a stadium that had a moat. Interesting. Why don't you just mock up a stadium that you'd actually like to build? <laughs> so the Bengals, it sounds like, are in a very similar situation. It's bad. I'm sorry, Bengal fans. But then again, company. Misery does. They say misery loves company. I'd say misery appreciates a little bit of company. 
we don't really want you hanging out with us too long, and I'm sure vice versa, but it's nice that you dropped by too as a miserable fan base and just said hello and had a cup of coffee and commiserated in our shared NFL misery. Hello. I gave you full authority for a new intro song. You refused. I said it's not, it's not my podcast. I, I said I said pick an outro song and we'll split it. I'll get you in with this, get you out with what you want. You again said no. No, it's your choice. I don't. Why are you so difficult? Just tell me. (laughs) I forgot what song you wanted from last time. See? So there you go. So we'll just (laughs) keep it with it is. You can't even remember. Damn you, Jay. Still a great song, though. Juran, Juran. How much cocaine and how much ass do you think they saw back in the day, huh? Do you know? Okay. And by the way, people hate when we talk music. And to those people, I say, go fuck, fuck yourself. Fuck yeah. <laughs> exactly. Do you know where Duran Duran came from, the name? No, I don't. Oh, from the movie Barbarella starring Jane Fonda. No way. Yes huh. way. I love this band, by the way. Oh, you do? Good. Yeah. We should just do an entire uh, Zabe cast, you and I, on music and music alone. I would love that. I would love that one. Okay, cool. And maybe we'll get, uh, maybe I'll get you and John Ronis, golf instructor to the stars, who plays. Is he in a band? Yeah. Yeah, He's in a band, right? Yeah. He's in a band. Yeah, we can talk music. We know just enough to be dangerous. And I, as the drummer, will say, like, uh, yeah, I can play that song. (laughs) I mean, honest. <laughs> oh, that's on the one, right? On the on the hi hat. <laughs> on the hi hat, exactly. I can I can expound upon the virtues of Zildjian symbols versus Peisty symbols. So so as a drummer, yeah. I, I, let me ask, who is the greatest the drummer greatest, of all time? Neil Peart. Yeah, Technically, Neil Peart. Aesthet- I, I, I hear that one also. Yeah, uh, aesthetically, it's hard to go against John Bonham. But in terms of uh, jazz drummers, uh, Buddy Rich was kind of regarded as the best drummer of all time. The dude who was in the power station, Tony Thompson, the black dude from the tower from the power station, mm. also very, also very good. And then there was the guy from Def Leppard who lost an arm, played <laughs> and, with one arm. I know, awesome. I know his right. uh, his drum set. Uh, God, I can't remember his name right now. It's killing me. He uh, his drum set, specially rigged after the horrible accident in which he lost an arm, uh, was on display at the Hard Rock in Las Vegas in the lobby. Isn't it something, Allen? Uh, okay, I can look well, it up. <clears throat> Boy, my voice sounds right good, now. doesn't it? That's great. Okay, all oh, right. Yeah, all right. Wednesday. It's, you'll be yeah. great by Friday. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let's uh, let's start with the news of the week, which is the chicken sandwich murder of Oxon Hill, Maryland. <laughs> <laughs> it is, it is, is that the biggest news for you? Well, I, well it just not, was a story. Not, not the Ravens beating the Patriots. Not Mike Francesa leaving radio. No. The, well, chi- the chicken murder. The chicken sandwich <laughs> murder of Oxon Hill, Maryland. 
no, sandwich, as he likes sandwich. to call it. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. No, the thing is, there is now some dispute amongst those who are there and family members about no, there was this was not this was unfortunately a fight, a dispute that turned deadly, but it wasn't over a chicken sandwich. Don't don't paint it that way. So they knew each other and they were just fighting in line. Well, apparently the stabbing happened outside. I saw oh. Apparently. I don't know. All I know is this, Jay. There was a television news report in which they showed the suspect on security camera footage. And it was the clearest security camera footage I've ever seen of any suspect anywhere. And he's actually glancing up at the camera like, oh, shit. They got cameras in this Popeyes. Yeah, this is too... 2019 cameras are everywhere like oh shit i gotta go and i'm thinking to myself wow the almost 24 hours later and nobody they're like if anyone knows any information about this man please contact police and i'm like shit they don't have this guy already they should be able to like great picture yeah Yeah. like oh that's bill smith that asshole lives down on 123 melody lane go arrest him he just stabbed a dude everyone's like nah man i didn't see nothing because truthfully if i was in that popeye's if I lived in that neighborhood, if I was from that area, Jay, I wouldn't want none of that smoke either. I no would say, way. I ain't snitching <clears throat> on anybody. No. no, right? I'm like, let's see. I ain't got no dispute with anybody that's gonna stab me up. I was just there for some chicken sandwich myself, waiting in line like a civilized person. And guess what? I'm not gonna go tell the police and testify in a court of law. Nope, that yeah, yes, Your Honor, that was the man who stabbed the other guy. And then have to sleep with one eye open for the rest of my life. No thanks. No, I am not snitching on anyone. <laughs> what did you see, sir? I ain't seen nothing. I ain't seen nothing, right? I ain't seen nothing. I actually was in the other line for a three-piece right. combo because right. I right. I don't like chicken sandwiches. I, <laughs> hey, yeah. I, I, so I personally, I'm a Chick-fil-A guy, so <laughs> I just could just come. By the way, I just come here for the onion rings, which, by the way, Popeye's onion Ooh. rings, rings, best thing ever. Really yes. good, huh? Yeah. Really, really good, yes. Well, um, <clears throat> God oh, damn this was. Jesus Christ. Stop I it know. with the podcast. I know. We're going we're gonna to get through this today. It's going to be okay. It's literally just one note, and it's one note when I don't press it hard enough. When I when I just ease onto the gas, it'll, it'll snag on that thing, so... Anyway, you know, the, the pride of Oxon Hill, Maryland, includes one Michael Sweetney. I, it, I texted his wife still, earlier. Still wife? Still wife, yeah, how, still wife. How is she? Lovely woman. Uh, God. India. India, yes. India yes. Murray, her yes. maiden name, India Sweetney. Yes. Still married to Michael? Still married. They're living in New York City. Fantastic. Uh, Mike runs clinics and he does some speaking engagements and they're doing fine. But we, Andy and I talk about once a week. And of course, when I heard this, cause they're both from Oxen Hill, I had to go, Oh, this is wonderful. Oxen Hill represent. And she of course <laughs> gave me shit about Baltimore. And that was that. So now, um, India Murray used to intern for us at nine eighty way back in the day. Yes. And this was when Michael was at Georgetown before he was yep. a lottery pick in the NBA. Yes. Uh, once Michael got out of the NBA, and I forget how many years he was in, he unfortunately had some weight problems. He ballooned up to a pretty healthy size. 
Yes. Might have might have even done so at the tail end of his playing career. He played for the Knicks and he played for the Bulls. He had that, but he talked about what happened. Uh, his dad died, and that kind of put him into a tailspin. Yep, and and that that's what happened. He okay. is such a he is such a good guy. Good Every dude. time I see the, cool. I see those lists that have uh, biggest bust, and they have him on there, and I go, ah, yeah, he was. That. But he's such a great dude. I yeah. can't. No, I'm just glad. I'm super glad to hear that they're still married. She was married and doing well. She was an absolute sweetheart. My goodness. Spitfire. That's a great one. And and stunningly beautiful, too. Yes. A a poor man's Tony Braxton. (laughs) Wow. Ding. That's that's actually, I'm going to tell her that one. Not bad. I'm not saying poor Don't say poor man's. No, no, no. no, no. Just say she looks like Tony Braxton. Tony Braxton, which grew up uh, three minutes away from here. Literally down the street. <laughs> down the street. You know, in down the, the you know, all throughout the uh, Radio One offices, um, the premier urban format radio broadcaster. <laughs> you see, you in see America. some lovely black women? No, 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 no. <laughs> well, oh, oh, hold hold that thought for a second. Hold that thought for a second. <laughs> all right. So uh so no, all through the offices there are pictures, framed pictures on the wall and 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 platinum records, and Tony Braxton is all up and down the halls and I see her in her prime and I my breath is taken away. I'm like, God, she was immaculate back in the day. What where is she at now? What's going on? I think she's she's still living in Atlanta. Uh I'm gonna have to tell you this though. Uh 17-year-old Tony Braxton, ugh, not good. Seven <laughs> Seventeen-year-old. When she was younger, because I told you she she grew up down the street. She it's her and she's got three other sisters and she has a brother. The Braxton family. They, their dad was a was a minister. They had a church around the corner. Right. And when she went to Glen Burnie High School, yeah, uh, not great when she was younger. They, oh. they, they definitely did some work on her when she hit it big. Okay, well I'm looking at her now. Oh, she, she's stunning. She's no, 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 still yes. got it together. Yes. I'm, I'm not saying anything about it. I'm just saying she has she has a comeuppance. Right. How about that? Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. All right. So so back to uh, my uh, my uh, good the old black women at, at Urban One. Urban One. Okay. So we had a mandatory sexual harassment training meeting <laughs> at Urban One the other day. Okay. Now why, why why are you laughing so much? Because I worked when it was Radio One, and I have stories about. <laughs> Sexual harassment. So go ahead. Go oh. ahead. This is going to be great. <laughs> okay. So anyway, um, we're there in the meeting, and it was probably 30 or 40 people strong. And I was one of about five white guys in the room. The other four were salespeople. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And and I was sitting in the back, and I was like, okay, all right, cool. And right off the bat, I was like, oh, Wow. This is fun. I've never been in a black meeting before. <laughs> this is this is not like a white guy minute, corporate meeting. This is actually kind of fun. It, to myself, said I to said yourself. this. Okay. Yeah, to myself, Ooh. I was sort of like, all right, this is. It'd be like going to a black church for the first time. 
and that not wonderful. You're like, you're wow, so, you're right. so loud. <laughs> right. So the, so like, so, you know, they start passing out stuff and sign ups. Like, has everyone signed up? Whatever. Some guy said something, uh, to our, uh, our presenting, I believe our HR director. And she just stopped and looked at him and she says, Oh, you got jokes, huh? And then everyone starts laughing. Right. And I guess that's a phrase that I didn't yes. know. You got yes, you jokes. Got jokes. Because yes. that also appeared in one of the slides of the situation. Like they, they gave us situations like, is this sexual harassment? Yes. And some of them, Jay, I'm telling you, they're almost like the old IBM, you make the call uh, things. <laughs> <laughs> Remember those from, uh, from yes. NFL games? Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> you make the call. <laughs> right. Or, 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 or let's go. How about, let's even go younger. How about one to grow on? Uh-uh. <laughs> remember, remember, yes. Yes. If someone offers you crack cocaine, say no. And that's one to grow on. Yeah. Here you go, Thank Jay. You. Thank you're, you. You're ready for this one? Here we go. IBM presents You Make the Call. <laughs> Mike Black of the Lions has his punt blocked by the Oilers, but Black alertly recovers the ball in midair and advances it for an apparent first down. Now you make the call. Is this a first down for the Lions? Yes, you can advance the yes. No, he he did not kick it, so it did not change possession. So he cannot. No, no, no. It is All not right. a first down. So 30-second commercial later for good old international business machines. Yes. On no, a Sunday afternoon. On a Sunday afternoon in 1984, you got this as the comeback. What call did you make? <laughs> what call did you make? Oh, hold on a second. Maybe uh, here. Let me see. I, I put a whole open together on this. Oh, this is the background music. Pretty hip background music, though, right? For, for 1984, yes. Ba-na-na. Anyway, so so in this training meeting, they had some pretty interesting situations. Like, for example, a supervisor and one of his underlings is out having drinks after hours. They're at a club. One of the, a client who's with them, they're entertaining a client after hours, okay? Salesperson, sales manager, right? Uh, they, uh, they, get, <clears throat> they get sideways a little bit drinking-wise, and one of the salespeople ends up kissing one of the girls on the dance floor or whatever. Got a little bit crazy. Uh then one of the other salespeople reported that to HR, like, hey, you know, uh, I was out with so-and-so. We were entertaining clients. Next thing you know, we're getting drunk and they're kissing on the dance floor. And so HR calls in the sales manager and says, you can't do that anymore. Next time you're with clients, no drinks. So the next time they go out afterwards to entertain clients, they're not allowed to drink. And the sales manager says loudly, yeah, well, I'd buy you a drink, but Deborah here can't hold her liquor or keep her mouth shut when it comes to HR. Wonderful. (laughs) 
<laughs> and it was it was truly one of those, oh, interesting. What is that then, actually? Yeah, presents <laughs> You Make the Call. You Make the Call. Who was wrong here? How wrong were they? And what was the violation? It led to a very interesting discussion. Uh, Radio, well, Urban One. Radio One, when I worked there, it was a very handsy place. And oh, when boy. I say hand, and, and I had just come from working at 980. The first time. Which was Clear Channel at the time. Yes, which is Clear Channel. And so I was uh, producing for one of the morning because we had, you know, four radio stations. And I was producing for the FM uh, Urban Hip Hop Morning Show. Yeah. So, like, in the morning, like, the people from sales would come down. And they come in and give hugs and give kisses on the cheek. And I wanted none of that. (laughs) <laughs> so they 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 didn't like me for like the first four months because really? I wasn't. You're all business. I, I was all business. Like I'm like yeah. hugging nobody. Yeah. And there was a rule that there was no dating inside the company. Are you the type of fan that knows football so well you can choose any game and just basically call it, or at least you think you can? Well, my bookie is the place for you because they let you turn all that sports knowledge into cash in your wallet. If you bet smart, bet with your head, no over it. It's fun. You can do it, and uh, it's a great hobby to have. As Mr. X says, it's the only hobby that pays you money when it goes well. Between football season, the NBA, and now the start of college basketball, it is time to get off the sidelines. Get in on the action with my bookie. If you're the kind of guy who likes to bet a little to win a lot, you can try parlays. So you can bet some big favorites of the week. Who doesn't love nailing a big underdog and saying, yeah, I had that team, money line, winner, winner, chicken dinner. If you're going to bet this season, do the smart thing. Go to mybookie.ag because no one gives you more ways to win. If you're tired of watching the games on the couch, just flipping around going, this is boring, I don't care about it. Hey, have 10 bucks on it, 20 bucks, 100 bucks, whatever. Trust me, you're now interested. Your adrenaline is pumping. Your Saturday night is all right. If you join right now, mybookie will match your deposit halfway all the way up to $1,000. That means if you deposit two grand, you get an extra grand in free money to play with and put into action. Promo code is ZABE, Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo, to activate the offer. And once again, promo code ZABE to take advantage of MyBookie's generous sign-up offer. Go to MyBookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. All right, so anyhow, we, so we're, so one of the things that Radio One, and I'm not against it in principle, although it's quite frustrating, is that there is a strict no food, no drink in the on-air oh, studios can I give you this policy. Story? Yes, you can give me this story because yes. and and I'm just like, we can't even have a bottle of water. No, oh. it's you gotta step right outside and you go around the corner. There's a ledge where you can have your food, you can have a snack, you can have a drink during a break, but when you're on the air, no. And I'm like, okay, okay. geez, that's that's really yeah. draconian. You tell me I there's a reason for that. Okay. Yes. Can I use names? No. You, yeah. You do not. No, what don't do you use. Do? Don't use names. Okay. So uh, we had an engineer, and his name was Timmy. Wasn't Timmy? Okay. So uh, Timmy told us on more than one occasion not to eat in the studio, and everybody. You know, took it light. Everyone's were, like, yeah, know, yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah, 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 right. yeah, yeah. So one day, I was in the studio, and this guy, Raheem, was eating McDonald's. Timmy comes in. By the way, Timmy was head engineer. Okay. Timmy comes in and goes, oh, Raheem, I told you. 
No eating in the studio. Took this guy's McDonald's and threw it in the trash can. Oh. Right in front of him. Oh, no. Oh, Raheem no. whipped the living shit out of Timmy. He he punched him so many times, and there was blood everywhere. Jesus and, and it was so bad that the blood got into the air ducts. And when we would turn the heat on in the winter, you could smell the blood still <laughs> from that. It was... I'm not lying. I am not lying about any of this. I I know four people I can call who I think still work the one in Baltimore who can go. Yeah, that happened. Yes. <laughs> well, <laughs> I don't smell blood in any of the air ducts. But this is the one. This is when we were in down in downtown Baltimore. They've since moved. Oh, uh, okay. To another one. Yeah. Okay. Well, anyway, that happened. That happened, yeah. That happened. Yeah. Well, you know, us on-air talent in radio, we're so lazy, we're so fat, and it's like free food, free food. All we want to do is sit there in front of a microphone. You know, Doc Walker famously would like slurp his lips while eating barbecue on the air. Like, Doc would be like, "Yeah, baller." (laughs) It's like, Doc, I can hear you. Chewing on that rib right now. Come on, man. Remember when uh, I think it was Al Koken's sister would make them Christmas cookies? And I remember from one, I don't know why I was doing the show one day, but so Al Koken's sister would make Christmas cookies, and Coach loved these cookies. And <laughs> Coach was eating the cookies while they're doing interviews, and instead of not eating them, he would point to somebody and go, you do the next question. I'm eating the cookies. <laughs> I, lo- I love that. Oh, That's I love that. <laughs> He's yeah. like, you got the question, I got the cookie. All right, good. Cookie, good yeah. division of labor. We got it all split up here. Yes. All right. Um, let's go to this. Did you see what Powell Gasol had to say about the state of the modern game of basketball? I just saw a, a little snippet. He is not happy with, with how it's going right now. Yes. I He's, saw a snippet. A snippet. He basically, he basically said, you know, look, nowadays it's just about how quick can you jack up a shot. You're supposed to shoot within the first eight seconds of a possession. So say the, the metrics and the number nerds. And that once upon a time, bad shots that would have gotten your ass benched, they're encouraged. Like, literally the coaches don't care. Like, get any shot the best you can within eight seconds because – a, excuse me. God, that was terrible, right? That didn't sound good. All right, I'll edit that out. <laughs> no, you don't. No, you won't. All right. Uh, <laughs> a, a uh, three, three pointers are worth more than two. This just in newsflash. Long rebounds are yes. easier for the offense to get than shorter shots. So that's another advantage. And it's all about volume. I mean, it's it's kind of like Paul Westhead's wet dream from 1988 when it failed in the NBA come to life. I I can't get my head around still this whole, I saw, I was watching uh, the Knicks play last night or two nights ago. I can't remember who they played. And it was a three on one fast break. And in 1997 or 99, that person would have stepped at the foul line, dished it off and you would have taken it to the hole. For a dunk. Both of the both of the wings ran to the corners. Right, right. And they threw it out. And I was like, this yeah, is, I just really can't get down with this. Right. Well, that's the modern game right now. And that's what Gasol said. He goes, look, the the passing, the working it inside, and then kicking it out, 
all that is is sort of gone. Now he's a big man who's not a great shooter per se. Not at least not a three point shooter. I don't think he's a yeah. three point shooter. No, yeah. He was <clears throat> and not, so, no, he's and not. so therefore he he might be just facing his own extinction, which at his age it's gonna come soon anyway, so it doesn't really matter. But let me tell you, Jack Sigma is not walking through that door. Paul McKeskey is not walking through that door. <laughs> Kareem's Sky Kareem Skyhook <laughs> is not work, walking through that door. If you go back and watch the 1984, 85, 86 NBA Finals and watch the best of the best that we had to offer in the NBA back then and look at the style of play, you will say it is positively Mesozoic in its yeah. primitive nature. I will go even one further. I watched 1976 or 78. Oh was God! The year that that the that the uh, Trailblazers beat the Sixers. What year was that? 78, 77, something Doesn't like matter. that. Yeah. It was the some of the ugliest basketball I've ever seen in my entire life. It was basically Dr. J would get the ball, back someone in, and finger roll the score. It was it, it, nobody double teamed. Well, it was all one on one. Right. There's no double, double teams, no help side defense. Nobody, yes. nobody jumped on defense. No. Nobody contested no. in the air. Good defense was feet in position, arms straight up. Well, you did all you could, John. Good try. <laughs> and and you can and you can hand check because because uh, I saw many occasions Mo, uh, Mo Cheek or not Mo we're all be free. Right, uh, dri- backing someone down, they were hand checking him. He slapped their hand away. Yeah, because of course that was legal. Well, you know, like if you watch the, the highlights, you see of Magic Johnson and the Showtime Lakers. That's of him running down the court, breakneck speed, worthy on his left, AC Green on his right, doing a no look pass over his head for a, a swooping lay in from Worthy. That's the highlight. You watch a whole game though on ESPN Classic. It's a <laughs> lot of it's a lot of Magic. 25 feet out on the wing, back to the basket, removing (laughs) the air from the basketball one dribble at a time, and then waiting to get just the right angle for an entry bounce pass to Kareem. That's it. Then go left to right with his skyhook. Right. A a predictable, loping, sweeping, left-handed skyhook in the lane that might be contested by Mikhail or Parrish. But maybe not. Repeat. Do you do you remember the eighty four to I would say eighty nine Nuggets? Uh, I'd have to look them up, but sort of refresh my memory. Uh, Michael Alex Adams, English. Alex English. Yes. Yeah. They would score, and Doug Mo was the coach. Yep. And they were like the first to start throwing up shots and, and then using the three pointer as a weapon because the three pointer was like a circus shot. Oh my God. He's taking a three pointer. That that was like a big deal, but they just did it on the regular and they would, they would lose like 120 to 127 or something like that. But they were entertaining. But Lafayette, remember him? Right. Yeah. Fat fat lever. Lever. Good old fat (laughs) lever. So I was, I was doing a little thought process today on the show and I thought I'd run it by you here. And that is, so if, if Gasol is kind of right that the beauty of the game of basketball is lost and that the NBA is kind of broken, what sport is the most broken amongst these three? NFL, NBA, or Major League Baseball? In Major the League N- Baseball. Okay, well, hold on. NBA, you've got, <laughs> NBA, you've got load management, super teams, guys forcing their way out of contracts early to get traded. 
like the unibrow going to LA and just jacking up threes willy nilly because that's what the numbers say is good. There's no point in cohesive offense, uh, screen and roll, all these. No, just shoot and chase, shoot and chase. Is it the NFL with replay bogging everything down, referees that are increasingly incapable of administering the game, the can't touch the quarterback, and yet quarterbacks are still going down at an alarming rate. We're approaching, by the way, the half half of the league's starting quarterbacks are out for the year, or at least they've half the teams, Jay, have gone to QB2, if not QB3. Half, Jay. Is it – you all right? Yes. Is it Major League Baseball with shifts, one reliever after another reliever after another? Is it uh, hit a bomb or strikeout trying? Is it juiced balls? Which is the most broken sport? Without a doubt, MLB. Because? It, it just doesn't – if you look at a game from 10 years ago, you know, best, best – it is the most – it doesn't look as as it like, ten years ago. It doesn't look, you know, but the NFL doesn't look like it did ten years ago too. Well, but the but thing, the, yeah, the thing about the shifts, yeah, the, the relievers, all of that is just makes the game so disjointed. It doesn't make it fun to watch anymore. The uh, time between pitches has never been greater in baseball. That's bad. It means the pace of the game is slower, and it also the number of balls in play is fewer. Because yes, it's all strikeouts every, or home runs. Right. And then some teams with the... Or walks. And or some teams just draw out at bats with foul ball at the foul ball at the foul ball. Right. It's just, ugh. And then guys come in for two innings and throw 97. And we will, ne- we'll, we will never see a 56-game hitting streak. And we won't see a 30-game hitting streak. No. Because you only see a pitcher twice. Yeah. And that's it. Right, and yeah. right, and, and then they'll shift the living hell. No, oh, yeah, that's another reason. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine the shift on DiMaggio. Imagine if they had computers and exit velocity and next-gen data that had mapped all of DiMaggio's barrels, as they call well, them, right? Well, somebody, I can't remember <clears throat> what team, used to do the shift on Ted Williams. But and how much Teddy, of a shift? It was a, It was a shift enough that Ted would always hit into it, and he would never, like, bunt or go right. the other way because he's Ted Williams. He didn't need to. Well, the other thing, too, is if you get Ted Williams to bunt, that's a win for you. You want he's not, he's not he's not hitting a home run. Right. right, right. It's not a home run, and he's probably not a good bunter, and he's not that fast. And, all right, Ted Williams has a single, a bunt single. <laughs> Sucker. Yay. So, uh, so, yeah, I mean, all these sports are sort of broken – for various reasons, uh, a lot of it is just data. I mean, once we started to be able to track the data and the math people got their hands on the game, they said, hey, NBA, stop trying to make twos. They're for suckers. Hey, go for threes. They're worth one more point. Shoot threes, shoot a ton of them, recruit, you know, sign guys who are good at shooting threes, teach guys to shoot threes, tell your big men to go shoot threes. That's what Budenholzer has done with the box. He's turned all their lurches into three-point shooters, and most of them are really good. It's amazing how you can train a big guy to shoot a three, right? Go watch a high school game. It is ridiculous on where kids shoot from now. Oh, yeah. 
at the depth of the threes is crazy as well. And in baseball, you know, you couldn't you you nobody would have done an extreme shift like they do now upwards of 40% of the time because you weren't certain a guy was going to hit it into the shift. You kind of had an idea. You had scouts that kept an eye on certain hitters and you're like, "He's a pull hitter, I tell you." Oh yeah, do you have proof? Nah, I sort of dozed off during the game. I missed a few at bats. I've seen him a couple times, yeah. Now they have a a plot chart with exit velocities on every hit a guy has had. And they have proof, ironclad proof. They're like, look, here's the last three years of this hitter. He hasn't hit more than three balls to left field against right-handed pitchers in the last three years. I think it's okay to put seven guys right of second base. (laughs) Why not? And it just... But then, but how do you fix it? How do you counteract the fact that we have now data and computers and 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 the numbers that have basically hacked the game of baseball? The game well, of baseball I, was invented under the notion of you only got nine fielders and you got this big wide area. You gotta, you, right, you got to you got to spread them out because who knows where the ball's going to go? Guess what? Well, let me let me ask guess you what? This. Guess what, Jay? We now know where the ball is going, to go. going to go. We almost know exactly. Exactly. Well, then what, what is the most fixable? Replay? Football. I was just, okay. I, I, I was, I'm not even going to get into Okay. Well, here's why. Because like, I hate every pass now. I look for a flag. No matter where no matter where it is. I'm looking for a flag. Right. A couple things wrong with football right now. Big things. One is the NFL being a television show about quarterbacks. Ding, trademark. That's my phrase. They're a television show about quarterbacks who are losing their quarterbacks to injury left and right all the time. And so they've engaged in an increasingly tight circle of can't hit them low, can't hit them high, can't brush them in the head with your hand. Can't drive them into the ground. Can't drive them into the ground. Ticky-tack flag, ticky-tack flag. And yet it's not working to protect the quarterbacks. They're still getting hurt because the game is bigger, faster, heavier, more violent than ever. On top of that, one of the most satisfying things, and Al Davis knew this when he said, the other team's quarterback must go down. He must go down hard. hard. Seeing the other team's quarterback who has been carving up your defense all day get his shit blown up is one of the most viscerally satisfying things in all of sports, right? Can I say that when I saw Jacoby Brissett go down against the Steelers, I smiled a little bit? Of course. So, Of course. When, when, uh, when Danny White got knocked out against the Redskins at RFK, wham, bam, it's the Redskins. Oh. And Gary Hogaboom came in. Trust me. It, I mean, Dexter Manley laying his ass out was one of the great moments ever. And who knows how that play would be called today? Probably a penalty. When uh, the Steelers were playing the Bengals in the playoff game and Kimo Van Olafen went oh, low. Oh, boy. On uh, Carson, Carson Palmer, knocking him out of the game. Altered his and, career. And by the way, the Bengals were, were just killing the Steelers until yeah. that point. Yeah. Yeah. And that so, pretty much changed the rules of what we watch now. That's so, like. so we have an an entirely unsatisfying bubble wrapping of quarterbacks. Number one, number two, they're still getting hurt, so we're still seeing scrub backups. 
On top of that, replay has fucked everything up. You could get rid of replay, it would do wonders. And the referees and the rule book could be simplified and without replay, I think we'd return to some normalcy. I would also do two other things to help fix the NFL. One, I would liberalize holding on the offensive line. This would A, protect quarterbacks more. B, it would allow for power running games to rack up to 250 yards on the ground on a weekly basis. And then you don't need as good of a quarterback to be good. Now, do you, Jay? So it's a twofold. I get, yeah. I, I get rid of hands to the face also. I'm tired of that role. Okay. So twofold benefit to liberalized holding in the offensive line. A, protect quarterbacks more. B, allow for teams with power running games to get by without a quarterback, either for a whole season or for a stretch of games in which, oh, shit, our guy's down. He can't pass. We can't pass as well. That's all right. We're going to run. We can run. And then the last thing I'd do for the NFL is I would impose weight limits. There's no reason that linemen have to be 330 pounds. There's no reason that linebackers have to be 260 pounds. You set weight limits, and you say, you must make this weight, otherwise you can't play this position. But there's, but aren't they, linebackers now are like 230. Uh, some, some are 225. I don't, Whatever Evan the number Bush is, the Steelers. He's like two twenty-five. Right. Well, it depends. But whatever the number is, force equals mass times acceleration. More force equals more injuries, because the bottom line is your ligaments and bones can only sustain so much forcible collisions. Right. So True. if force equals mass times acceleration, then we can't regulate acceleration, can we? Hey, slow down! Don't run so fast, James Harrison. But we can regulate mass now, can't we? We can say, I'm sorry, the limit for linebackers is 210 pounds. Oh, that can never happen. Two, 215? Linebackers, two twenty. is only, Ray Lewis is only like 225, 230. Okay, well, whatever the case is, I'm just talking about turning down the heat of the uh, severity of the collisions by way of weight class. That's all. But what about, you know, defensive tackles who are 310? Lose weight, fatty. They stuffing do up the, stuffing up the A and B gaps. Well, guess what? They lose weight when they retire. Many of them, as do offensive linemen. Have you seen Joe Thomas lately? I do. Uh, what's the, <clears throat> what's the play center for the Redskins? What's his? Uh, oh boy, his... Uh, Matt Burke for the Ravens. Who is the Matt yes, Burke? Looks unbelievable he runs, now. He's running uh, marathons now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway, and also fire Goodell. That that would fix the NFL right there. That that's, that could also happen. Yes. All right, we're uh, we're about out of time here. I didn't get to. You want to talk Francesa? Let's talk Francesa for a second. I I, I just I just loved. He's he's so pompous and well, I'm doing it for tax. No, you're doing it because Michael K is now kicking your ass. That's why you're doing it. And clearly, he's just bored. He's yes, done he, this. Right. He he's done this so long. Right. He doesn't want to put the work in. He knows he's getting exposed on a, re- on a regular basis. And yes, and anytime, this is great. Here's the tax thing. He explained this on the air as if he had a scoop for people. Hey, <laughs> you know, a lot of people leave New York for Florida for tax reasons. No shit, really? Wow. People are leaving the city, and it's funny. The governor says it's because of the weather. Not because of the weather. It's because of the insane tax laws in this state. If you're older, as you get older, and you either have 
a big estate that you're going to hand off to somebody, or you want to just spend the money that you have, you know, accrued that you're going to now spend in your retirement, you don't want to take it out in New York where you're going to get absolutely hammered. You want to take it out in a place like Florida. Wow. Really? Oh, thanks, Mike. Gee, explain more. I have, I'm, I'm unaware of this concept. Here's they're leaving in droves. Manager. And the state should realize that and do something about their tax laws in the state because they're not fair. When you can go to Florida where there's no state income tax, uh, and the property taxes are so small compared to here. The property taxes in Florida are minuscule compared to. And I understand we have better schools here, so I, I do understand that. <laughs> By the way, that's an interesting argument, right there, isn't it? How do we He's know like a, that they're they better have, schools? Yeah. yeah, I mean, but no, he, Florida. Like Florida is a big place. Florida has a lot of different places, including places of affluence, where i got to yeah. believe the schools are pretty good as well. Pretty good. Yeah. Hey, minute, he's like a manager who left and came back and has now tarnished his image forever. It's kind of Willie Mays stumbling in the outfield. He, he's just he, he's a joke now with, with, the, with the guy on Twitter daily. It's just... I know. He's, that, he's, said, he's a joke. that said, Jay, I'm going to miss him. I'm going to miss these clips of spectacular (laughs) delusion and unbridled narcissism, the likes of which I can't remember the last time I saw it. All right. Goodbye, goodbye, Mike Francis. I don't have a fuck you guy, by the way. You better have a fuck that guy. You better get one. You better get one. I'll go first, and then you better get one after this. Oh God! <laughs> You're like, what? I got to do this? You know, I'm thinking. I'm thinking. I'm you don't. Thinking, you don't I'm want thinking. to make rapper Ti your fuck that guy? Did you see what blew up on oh, Twitter my, tonight? That story. Yeah. Uh, okay. Story. Save but it. No, but he, no. I got my. I got. I got my fuck that guy. Okay. I got it. All right. You got it now. Okay. Let's do yes. this. Here we go. Stand by, everybody. I'm not a good guy. I'm the guy. <laughs> Fuck that guy. Fuck that guy. Okay, Jay, who do you got? I'm, pro- I'm probably going to hell for this one, but uh, I saw after they announced the final four, oh, not the final four, but the four in and four out from yeah. the college football, but Dabo Sweeney just not happy. Oh, and, boy. And and he got, his big thing was, hey, we beaten Alabama two years in a row. Anybody else in the SEC beating Alabama? I'm like, oh, God. I, I, I'm going to hell for this because, you know, Dabo is God's uh, God's minister down here. He, yeah, he purports to be close to God, yeah. but we don't know. But, you know, for that, for that comment, I say, Dabo Sweeney, fuck that guy. Of course, he's not exactly wrong, and he's got to lobby for his team. He can't just let the committee run roughshod over his team. It's not his fault the conference sucks. That's all I'm saying. Could they That's schedule true. harder out of conference? Of yes, course. Yes, they could. Yes. Of course they could. But then again, you you play this system the way it's set up. They'll be in there. They will be in when they're undefeated. There is 0.0% chance, Jay, that an undefeated national championship reigning Clemson Tiger team gets left out of the playoff. Do you hear me? Zero. We, we shall see. Bullshit. Zero. 
We shall see. Okay. I will. I will shoot a, a rocket out of my ass and fly over a rooftop wow. before Clemson at undefeated is left out of this thing. If How would they be left out? Guys, got- are not of the four teams vying now: uh, Ohio State, Penn State, and LSU, Alabama. All of them are. Two of those are going to well, lose, the, guaranteed. Well, two uh, Alabama, guaranteed to lose. L- LSU will probably lose to Alabama, so so that's your one. That, that's the one they'll get in. Penn State and Ohio State they play each other next week, right? Or the, this yeah. week? Next uh, week. T- uh, next week, I think it is. Yeah. Anyway, all right. My fuck that guy does not believe it or not go to Kellen Winslow Jr., who is going to the prison for twelve years for raping an unconscious teenager. In 2003, amongst other heinous crimes, I was going to say he yeah. was not convicted of. No, 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 no. My, in front of a woman. Oh yeah, no. My fuck that guy goes to his lawyer, who had the balls to bring up CTE as a possible reason for his shitbag client's degenerate behavior. Oh no, 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 lawyer. Just be glad he didn't get the death penalty, and shut the fuck up and move on to your next case. To that lawyer, I say fuck. That guy. Whew. All right, Jay. Go rest your voice. I'll rest my voice. Good to talk to you as always, bro. As always, brother. We See will you. talk next week. Bye-bye. Bye now. And that'll do it for me today. I got to rest this thing. I know. Sorry. Sorry. Take care of your voice. Take care of your moneymaker. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. Enjoy your day. Tomorrow, football, five ways Friday. I will see you then. Until then. Peace out, and we'll see you next time. Are you the type of fan that knows football so well you can choose any game and just basically call it, or at least you think you can? Well, my bookie is the place for you because they let you turn all that sports knowledge into cash in your wallet. If you bet smart, bet with your head, no over it. It's fun. You can do it, and uh, it's a great hobby to have. As Mr. X says, it's the only hobby that pays you money when it goes well. Between football season, the NBA, and now the start of college basketball, it is time to get off the sidelines. Get in on the action with my bookie. If you're the kind of guy who likes to bet a little to win a lot, you can try parlays. So you can bet some big favorites of the week. Who doesn't love nailing a big underdog and saying, yeah, I had that team money line, winner, winner, chicken dinner. If you're going to bet this season, do the smart thing. Go to mybookie.ag because no one gives you more ways to win. If you're tired of watching the games on the couch, just flipping around going, this is boring, I don't care about it. Hey, have 10 bucks on it, 20 bucks, 100 bucks, whatever. Trust me, you're now interested. Your adrenaline is pumping. Your Saturday night is all right. If you join right now, mybookie will match your deposit halfway all the way up to $1,000. That means if you deposit two grand, you get an extra grand in free money to play with and put into action. Promo code is ZABE, Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo, to activate the offer. And once again, promo code ZABE to take advantage of MyBookie's generous sign-up offer. Go to MyBookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid.